Big things. Uh-huh. Small things. Yeah. In between things. Mm-hmm. What do they have in common? They're, They're all things. things. Yes. There you go. Yay, I win. Uh, we, we got some some big things to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, that's it. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> shortest episode ever. <laughs> that's impossible. Oh, I know. I'm pretty sure our shortest episode was like one of the solo ones I did very early on. Mm-hmm. That was like 20 minutes. And then it's just like, if any time we talk, it's just like, we have to go for like almost an hour at, at minimum. Yes. At least 45. That's the truth. Uh, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the seasonal anime checkup OVA. It's the podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello. I'm Jared. Joined as always by the Doc Owl and Ladium. Hello. We got some stuff to talk about today. Yeah, something. We have a We have a big game to talk about. That we have been meaning to talk about for a while, but I've been the uh, the slow person, not not slow person. That's that's a little rude. The <laughs> the sloth Traggler. when it comes to to playing this game. <laughs> sloth. Yes. I love it. It wasn't. Um, t- I, hey, I mean, to be fair, it, it worked out in my favor because for work related reasons, I got to play it. It it did work out in your favor, but I I'm still like. I think it's hilarious that I booted up the game today and I was like, when was I level 174? <laughs> what have I done? That's that's the Al experience. Whenever, whenever a JRPG comes out, that is the Al experience. Uh, we will be talking about The Legend of Heroes, Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 2 later on in this episode. But first, E3 starts tomorrow. Unofficially. It starts Tuesday, but... Everything kicks off technically today, but also tomorrow. Yes. It's, it's always so confusing. Um, so we're going to do our, our annual E3 preview here. Firstly, before we dive into Trails of Cold Steel 2, and then we'll do that and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so where do we begin? Uh, this is a weird E3. Sony's not there. Sony is not here or will not be there. Uh, they are skipping it, which I I don't really think is that big of a deal considering the last couple of years they've just kind of showed up with a couple of games and then that's been it. And like, what would they have shown up with this year? Like, would well, they have just delayed the Death Stranding reveal until E3, maybe shown a bit of The Last of Us, and then Ghost of Tsushima, and then that's it? They just go home? It's been like, um, like just showing trailers too, and you could do that from... True, yeah, yeah. Anywhere. I mean, we, we we will miss the weirdness of last year where it's like, let's 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 go to all these different locations to show a trailer. Changing the venues was like the worst decision ever because we're all like, what? What is happening? It was very bizarre. It was so weird. But yeah, they will be there. And yeah, I don't think it's not I don't think it's that big of a deal, honestly. But it is what it is. Uh, EA will begin Saturday. Of course, they they're doing their EA play thing. They're not doing a press conference, though. They are doing also multiple weird. live streams focused on specific games. Which, I guess, for EA, I think that makes a lot of sense. Considering yeah. I feel like that's kind of been the route they've been going towards anyways. So just to do it like that, yeah, sure. 
Uh, I believe their slate of games they are showing off is they're showing off the respawn Star Wars game, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, they're showing off some Apex Legends new stuff, uh, Battlefield Five. So, so obviously we're getting into some old games here. <laughs> the Sims Four, Oof. another old game. Um, they're showing off uh, doing specific streams for FIFA and Madden because of course. And I think that might be it. There may be something else, but I'm just not forgetting or not remembering. I don't know if they're doing an Anthem stream. I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't because every Anthem did not light the world on fire. But uh, yeah, they're they're just going very game-focused streams, and there'll probably be some announcements coming out of those. But uh, nothing too big. No big press conference or anything. So that's, that's pretty much what EA is doing. And then by the time E3 starts, they'll be gone. They'll be out of L.A. and they'll be off to the greener pastures of Electronic Arts World. Uh, Are those really greener <laughs> pastures? Depending on what part of EA you're talking about, probably. Yeah, fair. Respawn's making them some money with Apex, so <laughs> that's about the only good part, though. Uh, Sunday begins the press conferences proper with Microsoft. They'll be holding their annual press conference on Sunday afternoon. Uh, supposedly, this is going to be a an interesting uh, press conference because they are going to be potentially talking about whatever cloud-based service they are trying to do. And also, they might be talking about the next generation Xbox. I think it's not even a might be. They're probably going to be talking about the next generation Xbox. Uh, I doubt they'll do anything like super specific of like, here is the next console or anything like that. It'll probably be something similar to what Sony did uh, like a month or so back where they kind of gave some specs and talked about some different ways that the next generation PlayStation is different than the PS4 current or the PS4 Pro. But mm-hmm. we'll right here is some stuff about that. Uh, we will see some Gears 5 because that is still a game in development. Um, I would assume we see Halo, Halo Infinite, which I've heard rumblings that that is potentially a cross-gen game now. Really? So it could be an Xbox One and then whatever the next Xbox is. Which I think that that would make sense. Yeah. Um, there will probably be a new Forza game. Which I believe Yay. this would be a motor, motorsport year. So Forza 7 or 8? I forget which number they they would be on now. Uh, not a Horizon year. Um, supposedly, supposedly Fable is showing up. Fable not being made by Peter Molyneux, but made by the developers of Forza. What? Which is yeah, that's a that's a strange thing. But yeah, that's that's that is a rumor going around. Um, and of course with Microsoft, there'll probably be just like a bunch of a bunch of games because that's what they did last year, and it it worked really well. It worked like, really well. Yeah. Theirs was really interesting last year. Considering they will be the ones show on, showing off a lot of the third-party stuff that's non-Ubisoft or Square Enix so or Bethesda. Well, they, they All those companies might show up at some point, but like they will be showing off a bunch of the companies that aren't represented in a other press conference, basically. So there will be a lot of that stuff. There will be a lot of like indie stuff they'll be showing off. So you'll definitely see a lot of that. They'll probably show off a bunch of like some of the stuff that they... Uh, of their like Xbox game studios, like all those companies they made a big deal about acquiring like last year. Yeah. Um, so probably that, uh, that new obsidian game shows up here. that They showed off at the game awards 
because I think Obsidian's under Microsoft now. That would make sense to show up here. And then um, I don't know if like something like Call of Duty would show up here, considering Call of Duty has been mostly like going with PlayStation in terms of exclusivity stuff. And I think Infinity Ward is doing something else at E3. So they might not be a thing at Microsoft, but like, but basically Microsoft's going to be games, 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 games. Here's some new stuff. Here's our cloud-based stuff that we're talking about, which we're also partnering with Sony with, which is a mind-boggling idea. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Um, then they might have something to say to counteract whatever Google is going to be discussing uh, Thursday. Well, this past Thursday, if you're listening to this. Um. So yeah, it'll be games, 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 most likely. And a bunch of new announcements. Uh, Bethesda will be later that night, as per usual. I would assume a big portion of this is going to be Doom. I mean, that makes sense. And that's cool. Because they, uh, they announced Doom, Doom Eternal last year. I would assume that's that's probably they're going to be their marquee title this year. Uh, they'll they'll probably also show off that new Wolfenstein game, the co-op one. That's right, like set in the eighties or nineties, yeah. Because I think that that game comes out relatively soon. Like it's out huh. in a few months, so they'll probably show oh. off some of that. Yeah, if they weren't showing that off, I'd be concerned. Yeah, um, probably something like Rage Two DLC or something. Even though that game, it's like, eh. I doubt they show off any Fallout seventy six. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna just what? You know, yeah, you know, hmm. Wow. Uh, there'll probably be some Elder Scrolls Online business. Because that game still exists. Uh, I doubt they show off anything of like Elder Scrolls 6 or their space game that they briefly, briefly showed off last year. Which Very was basically cool. just, here's the titles of those games. Because those are next generation games. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Outside of that, I don't really know what else they would be... They would show off. Like I don't think it's soon enough to be like for new prey stuff or maybe something new and dishonored like that could be something but other than that i don't really know what else they would be throwing out there but like i said i think like a a majority of this thing is going to be doom and rightfully so it should be because doom that first that doom 2016 was real good Man, and I was not expecting to be that good. My brother, like, I was super stressed out. He's like, you know what you should do? You should play this game. I was like, all right, I'll play it. Like, eh, I'm not good at these games. And I played it. I was like, oh, this is, like, the <laughs> most cathartic. Rules. Right? It was so great to just, like, rip enemies' arms off and then beat them to death with it. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yep. <laughs> uh in between uh, Bethesda and Ubisoft, there's a bunch of like smaller press conferences. Like Devolver Digital will have one where they'll show off a bunch of their stuff they're showing off. There's a VR one, which I know you're extremely excited about. Uh, the PC gaming show will be on Monday, which will be a bunch I'm, of PC stuff. You say that, but also like I'm the number one advocate for the Oculus right now <laughs> at my work. You're gonna be I'm selling like, off a bunch of uh, the new Oculus things that's like portable and shit. Like, I'm legit trying to get it, like, in the catalog, in the library and everything, and, like, curate the games, and, like, I'm advocating for it pretty hard, and it's pretty funny since I don't like VR. You should try and get one of those new Oculuses, the ones that's, like, wireless and Yeah. I mean, we the wireless one would probably be a lot safer than what I have yeah. now. 
Um, PC gaming show is going to have a bunch of stuff from like PC developers. So like Annapurna, Chucklefish, Epic is going to be there. Um, bunch of those. It's going to be obviously it's a PC focus show, obviously. And yeah. they, they've been doing this for a while. So that's, that's no surprise. Uh, limited runs doing a thing where they'll probably show off a bunch of their new titles. They'll be publishing as well. And then Ubisoft will be the Monday late afternoon slot. Like they usually are. Um, they just got out and announced this, considering it leaked yesterday, but they will be showing off the, the latest Watch Dogs game. Ah. Watch Dogs Legion, set in London, and, and, and I quote, in a post-Brexit world. Oh, God. But don't worry, they'll, they'll come out and somehow say that this is not a political game. <laughs> Somebody kill me. Uh, the, the interesting thing about this game, though, is that they are touting that, like, you're going to be able to build up your own crew and everything, and that all... All the pedestrian characters and any character that you see is playable, hmm. which is is a very interesting idea. We'll um, see. We'll see how it works in execution. Yeah, exactly. But uh, that's that's that is intriguing. It's it's intriguing and it's it's creative and ballsy. But like I said, we'll see how it works in execution. That second Watch Dogs game wasn't bad. I didn't play the first one, but I know a lot of people weren't really into it. But the second one was was it was all right. All right. Uh, I is this, I don't know if this is an Assassin's Creed year or not. Because I know like last year was an Assassin's Creed year, right? They like they they mentioned that like they were gonna make these like a bi yearly thing, and then they did back to back years. So I yeah. don't know if they're doing another one this year or not. I wonder if they would like announce it, but then like not actually. Like it, it would be a next year thing. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Uh, they'll show off a new Ghost Recon game that they're putting out, um, which is kind of like a sequel to Wildlands. Wildlands, yeah, the Wildlands. Um, they'll probably show off some Division Two DLC. Um, Rainbow Six Siege will probably show up because that game still makes them like a lot of money, even though it's like a four-year-old game at this point. Uh, I I think they announced that like that their pirate game got pushed back, so I don't know if they'll show that off or not. That means we probably won't get a fantastic Dan Reichert moment on the Giant Bomb stream asking about what piracy is. <laughs> um, outside of that, Just Dance twenty twenty. Oh my god! They'll show that off, of course. Uh, I don't know what else. Are they um Are they still doing um Beyond Good and Evil or? Supposedly, I... so maybe that shows up. I would say I wonder. Just be like, hey, here's what we're doing. Oh, right, it's still being worked on. Because last year was the whole thing about um, them partnering with Joseph Gordon-Levitt's company, and then like being like, oh, this is a uh, like pro bono work essentially. Yeah, that was that whole controversy. So mm-hmm. maybe that shows up again. I I I guess <laughs> that would make sense. Um. Maybe a new Far Cry, even though they just put a Far Cry out like earlier this year. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. It's time for the next Rayman. I mean, yeah. The one on the Wii U is great. I don't think I've ever played a Rayman game actually. The one on the Wii U was great, and I will stand by that. It was so good. What's going to be their Nintendo collaboration this year? Because we had Mario and Rabbits two years ago. We had the Star Fox Star and uh, Starlink last year. Like, it makes sense that there's another thing. It would. What would they do? 
Hmm. What's a dormant Nintendo IP that's just not doing anything that they can Ice just like? Ice climbers. Ice climbers and steep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Why not Ice Climbers? Sure. Uh, so I would assume, like, there would be one of those again, because that would make sense. Um, yeah. Um. They'll be Ubisoft. If, if by some weird chance I'm right on this Ice Climbers thing, which I'm not going to be, but if by (laughs) some weird chance I am right, Everybody needs to quote me on this that I called it. Yeah. Um, the fact is, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to even think, but like, I don't know. The the Mario Cross Rabbids game was just so out there that I don't even know if I can like guess what they right. could potentially do. Even the Star Fox, Star Fox announcement was kind of out there because like Nintendo hadn't been doing anything with the Star Fox license in the last five years, so. Who yeah. expected them to do that? So who knows? Um. So yeah, after that, AMD is doing a thing. Excuse me, doing a thing. AMD is? AMD. Oh, I wonder if my stock will go up. <laughs> Their press conference entitled Next Horizon Gaming. Uh, kind of Funny is doing a, a showcase of games after that. And then taking over the slot from Sony is your friend that's Square Enix. Everyone's favorite thing. This is going to be the showcase of their Avengers game. It, no, it's going to be the highlight of the Quiet Man Two. Yes, of course, the Quiet Man Two obviously is going to be the highlight. But man, <laughs> are we gonna get something like that again? I hope they announce the Quiet Man Two. <laughs> I hope they announce the Quiet Man Two. Despite as well. everyone f- hating that game, but they were still put another like- Quiet Man out insistent in the things that they're like you guys were just wrong (laughs) the true true dlc ending to the quiet man (laughs) like i swear to god i hope that square enix is like you know what you get more quiet man and i will i will play it i would say we'll play it and hate ourselves but also like (laughs) it will be hilarious i really i like square we've had a love-hate relationship for the last few years just do me a solid here i bought the quiet man I paid for that thing with my own money. Put the Quiet Man 2 out. Quiet Man 2? Do it. The sequel where he becomes the uh, greatest baker in Chicago? I don't know. Uh, so outside of the, uh, the obvious Quiet Man 2 announcement, uh, Avengers is going to be the showcase because that's the they already came out and said, hey, we're, we're talking Avengers at E3. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. Because they, they said, hey, we're going to have more news in June. And whatever else would they show off more news than in at E3, which allegedly there are rumors that like there's going to be a playable demo of that game at E3 that eventually will come to consumers everywhere. Um, there's the rumor that this is going to be a two episode game. So basically just disc one and then disc two and three, I would assume. Mm. So there is that. Uh, and then maybe we'll see some new stuff out of that. Uh They'll probably announce something for Final Fantasy fourteen, because of course. Uh what else what else would Square do? What else would Square's weird, so what else would Square do? Uh maybe a trailer for the next episode of Life is Strange, which I still need to play episode three. <laughs> I wonder if they would do anything like the 
like for the Chronicles remake or anything like that. Just like a showcase of the remake. Yeah, maybe because that that still has, doesn't have a date. I don't think. Like Chocobo Dungeon Two, right? I think that's. Is I think out? that's out. Okay, I didn't remember. I think Crystal Chronicles is the only one that's not out yet. Okay. So maybe like maybe like a montage like here's things we have slated coming out later this year. Uh, Makes sense. Probably not anything new Tomb Raider wise because I think they just put out a Tomb Raider game and it wasn't that well received. Um, Kingdom Hearts came out in January like a fart. So we well, they could put DLC out. They could put DLC. I would out. assume, like, yeah, this would make this makes sense for a DLC announcement. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then they're just gonna end with Final Fantasy 16. Um, <laughs> don't forget that we're going to get some more of the monster fishing Noctis journey. Are we really? No, I was. Joking. Oh, I was excited for a second. <laughs> you are excited about something 15 related? That's the only good thing about 15 because it's f- dumb. <laughs> hilarious um, uh, they're going to announce an extended port of final fantasy 15 pocket edition where they put all of like the fixed stuff from the console game into it oh my god <laughs> uh do you like obviously not you don't have to count like 16 as anything but do you think there's anything new final fantasy related announced here or even talked about i think that they're going to focus on seven the most like yeah. i don't think i don't think that it would be smart to like lean heavily on anything else final fantasy we know how well they do with development so Ugh. well but also part of their issue is that they announce these things so early yeah and it's bit of in the ass multiple times mm-hmm. um so i think it's best for them to like hold the cards to the chest i think it's more likely that we get like a smaller RPG on the Switch or something. Yeah, because they do have like the they have like the Tokyo RPG Factory that did like I Am Setsuna and whatever else they did after that. So the, probably something new from them or whatever the team behind. Maybe I, I bet they'll show off Octopath Traveler because that's coming to PC I think this summer. So uh-huh. maybe like a little bit of that PC port and maybe mm-hmm. something else attached to that. Like so that, that to me makes sense that they would do yeah. that, but I think staying away from Final Fantasy is a good idea so that you what don't like if overshadow seven. Their final, their final like uh, stinger is, hey, we find we found the Final Fantasy eight source code. We're gonna put it out finally. I was literally <laughs> just about to say that. Like their their big show off at the very end is just Final Fantasy eight remake. Yeah. Yay! I'd be about that. I would be more interested in that than the Final Fantasy VII one, but also I would only be interested in if it was like an up-res and not like a remake. Like, stop giving things 15's combat. It's what, bad what if, combat. What if it was just, hey, we put, we've, we're just putting Final Fantasy VIII out again. I'd and buy it was it like, again. It was just like the normal version or whatever. You know how PC much I buy Final Fantasy VIII. I buy True. every version of Final Fantasy VIII. I will buy it. I have no qualms of buying it again, but... I mean, I have the Japanese copy of Final Fantasy VIII, so... I mean... I just... I I think that it's probably smart for them to stay away from it, but... Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Especially if you're going hard into seven. 
I'm still grumpy that Seven has 15's combat because it's terrible. That combat's so bad. There's nothing wrong with turn-based RPGs. There is nothing wrong with turn-based RPGs. There's nothing wrong with them. (laughs) And also, like, at least turn-based RPGs, like, Seven's battle system is still fun. Yeah, it's fine. Um, 15 is not fun. No. Even after I spent, like, two hours killing that turtle, remember? Oh, God. Like, I hate this battle system, and I don't ever want to play it again. Hmm. Like, I... Yeah. I was hovering between, like, do I actually cancel this? Um, after I saw the, the trailer they released recently. Yeah. Because I still have it Amazon pre-ordered. <laughs> I just never canceled it. Um, But I was legit, like... Maybe I should cancel this because it's got 15 combat. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that'll be Square. They'll be the late night or the night Monday. And then Tuesday morning will be a Nintendo's E3 Direct, as per usual. Um. I feel like you have to talk about Animal Crossing here. Yeah. Um. So, so that... Luigi's Mansion 3. I'd be into it. I feel like you could talk about that here. Maybe there's been enough time to, that they could show off something with Metroid Prime 4, even though that game got retooled and new developers and all that sort of stuff. Like, maybe a trailer, at least. Something. Just like, hey, um, this game still exists, guys. I would think... You would think... I, I would think that Luigi's Mansion 3 would get uh, an October release date like yeah. they usually do with Luigi's Mansion. Because I think they announced like Animal Crossing as well is supposed to come out this year. Wow. So I would assume that. I don't think Pokemon's going to show up because they're doing a Pokemon Direct tomorrow. Tomorrow for us as we're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, yeah. Wednesday morning when it's up for you guys. But yeah, they're they're doing a special special Pokemon Direct specifically just for those games. Like, it might get a mention or something, yeah. but I don't think it'll be a focus. Uh, they're going to do 30 minutes of new Smash updates. Like they did last year. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, no, I, I... Maybe they talk about, like, the next Smash DLC here. Yeah, maybe or just, they like, announce, announce the new it. fighter. Yeah. Um, maybe they talk about what that other bonus uh, tile set in Mario Maker 2 is. Oh. Because there is a... Cause we, I don't know if you watched that direct or not, but there is a uh, there's a slot next to the uh, the Super Mario 3D Land tile set, like where you could easily put another logo there. And people are very much speculating of like, okay, if it's going to be next to that tile set, which is automatically has like its own set of rules and everything, compared to the original four that were released with Mario Maker One, like what could you do that would have its own set of rules? And people are already like, well, what if it's Super Mario Brothers Two USA? Yes. What if it's something like Super Mario Land? Like, something weird that, like, would need its own tile set rules and variations that you couldn't necessarily put into everything else. Right. So, like, that's very interesting. I'm very, of course, intrigued with that game entirely, but just to see, like, what else they would do with that. So, maybe, like, they talk about that a little bit, but, like, that game comes out in a few weeks anyway, so you don't really need to talk about it that much, and especially when they just did it direct. Um, and the same thing with, like, Fire Emblem. Like, you could probably talk a little bit about it, but that game also is coming out relatively soon, so... You don't necessarily need to spend a ton of time on the direct here. Yeah. About that. Um. 
But other than that, maybe some more stuff on like Damon X Machina, the Platinum Games joint that they're putting out on Switch that they announced mm-hmm. earlier this year. And then probably some just new shit in general that we don't know about. Yeah. Which is exciting. You know um, what we should get? Oh, I bet they'll also talk about Link's Awakening. The oh, remake yeah, of that. Um, but go ahead. What were you saying? We should, if they're smart, uh, they should talk about porting Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Yes, 100%. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> no. Put it on the Switch. <laughs> Put it on the Switch, you cowards. I'd be cool with Xenoblade Cross as well, but that's partially because I got stuck on the final boss and it really upset me. <laughs> so, like, if they updated that, be that'd be cool. What would be a weird thing that they could show off that, like, they haven't done in a while? Weird thing they could show off they haven't done in a while. Because I, th- I, I feel like you could do a teaser for the next Mario or Zelda, like, the big ones. You could tease it, yeah. But I don't know if they do or not. Like, I don't know if it's too early for that. I think we're more likely to get a teaser for the next Zelda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because, like, they have the assets from Breath of the Wild, and we know that they've been hiring for it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's possible we get, like, a, an announcement, maybe, like, at the level of, like, the Metroid announcement we got at the time that was just like, here's the Metroid title. Or just, like, here's uh, one of the producers, and they're like, hey, we're making the next Zelda. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I don't expect to see a whole lot from it. Right, like, if, if I- that happens, I would not expect, like, a... a- full big blown trailer or anything like that um but i would not be surprised if we at least got an announcement of sorts right <clears throat> i don't i don't know like if there's anything like dormant that they could do that's like that could be really relevant because basically everything that they like you know that's like oh, here's something hmm Maybe we see something about Bayonetta 3. Ooh, I'd be about that. Because that is a game that has been in development for a while and has kind of been very quiet for the last couple of years since it was announced. Yeah, makes sense. So that would be uh, that would be something. I'd be about that. But I don't know if like anything like Shocking? newish, newish would be like really out there. At least that I can think of. Like, there's possibly that that could totally happen, but I just don't know. But yeah. I can't. I, I'm very excited for their 3ds and, and Wii U segment. Oh my god. <sighs> um. What, I mean, just what? just think, we have potentially played the the final 3ds game. Ugh. <laughs> uh, what were you saying? Before I rudely interrupted. Uh no, I was rudely interrupting you. I'm just trying to think if there's anything that like would be off the wall that they might announce. I don't know. Like. How is Labo doing? Do people like that? I hmm. well, they they put out that VR one. Yeah. And that was like a, almost a year after the fact that they did the the first one. So I guess it's doing well enough that they're doing new stuff with it. And they they just they just added a VR portion to Smash. They added it to Breath of the Wild and Odyssey as well. Yeah. So like, but I don't know if Labo is something that they would show off here. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just asking, like, is is that still a thing, or did it right. flop? Maybe this is the time they talk about the new Switch SKUs. Because that has been the rumor that, like, there's going to be a new, uh, 
a new like a new price point for a switch and then they're going to come out with like a beefier version of a switch later on this year or next year i feel like they'd focus more on the games here i could be wrong on that though true but yeah i mean i don't know because they know that like xbox is going to be leaning on the whole like oh we have a new console coming out but then it's nintendo so like they could also do the same thing yeah but i was thinking nintendo is like yeah you got that going out but look at these ball games I don't know. Nintendo honestly could go either way because it's Nintendo. True. Like you could, uh, you could expect them doing that here or just like, we're going to go give a like business, business press conference in Japan and be like, here's the next, uh, here's the new SKU for the switch. And we're making a new switch model. Yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there would be anything. Um, do you think we see any more of that like persona, Musou game? Probably not. May well, I bet it's too early for them to announce like it as like here's the English version of it. Maybe it's just like, hey, we're gonna put it out in English. Yeah. So maybe like that and nothing new that they've already shown. Makes sense. But yeah, outside outside of that, I would doubt it. Um. Plus, I would doubt we would see something like Shin Megami Tensei Five here. Yeah, because they're they're working on one for the Switch still, aren't they? Yeah, SMT Five is 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 a Switch game that that they unveiled at that. That's what I thought. Initial Switch press conference in like January of 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that's something you you do you save for like TGS. Yeah, that makes sense. Because that would play more towards that crowd than the U.S. crowd, I would assume. That makes sense. Um, but yeah. Um, I say we get another to- Captain Ted treasure tracker. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, I would. Just, I would think that'd be too or too soon after they just did like that co-op expansion update. I was just thinking, like, if that did well, they'd be like, "Oh, we can make another one of these. Yeah. These are easy to make." Yeah. Um, but I doubt it. Just put out Tokyo Mirage Sessions, you cowards. That's really all I want, is please just put Tokyo Mirage Sessions on Switch. There you go. That's all you need to do. That, that, that's how you win E3 for me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft comes out and they're like, we're putting Tokyo Mirage Sessions on the Nintendo Switch. And I'm like, all right, Xbox won it. <laughs> what if Squaresoft <laughs> comes out and says that? <laughs> You're like, dang it. But yes, Square, you did it. You did it. Ooh. You win. <laughs> Everybody's like, how did they do that? It doesn't matter. Well, that, um, that's that's pretty much our E3 preview. I had one more thing that I wanted to say about Nintendo. Um, What's the likelihood that that long-rumored um, Skyward Sword HD comes out or gets a trailer? Maybe. Maybe that's the thing. Like, the the console Zelda thing that they they show off. Yeah. Well, I guess Link's Awakening is a console Zelda game, but uh it, it is, but it's different. Maybe that's like the yeah, the the other thing they're going to they could show off instead of like the new new next Zelda. Because it's been like a super rumored game for a long time and even like um shoot, why am I blanking on his name? The producer. 
I know who you're talking about, but I'm also blanking on his name. <laughs> it starts with an A. Anyway. Um, Alnuma. Even he, there you go, Anuma. Um, he's even... Um, been like, very coy about it. He's been coy about it. So I'm wondering if like we get... Because I think that would be a pretty like big thing if they did like a Skyward Sword HD. Yeah, considering they've, they've done Wind Waker, they've done Twilight Princess, they've done Majora's Mask, they've done... Ocarina. Ocarina of Time, like this is the only one outside of Twilight Princess. Did you already say that? Yeah, okay. uh, this is the only one out of those out of outside of like the the Super Nintendo and back uh, catalog of console games that they have not done an HD version of yet. So it would make sense. And I mean, you could still do the motion with the the, the Joy Cons have motion. Mm-hmm. They sure or do. they could retool it. So it they could retool it. As I said in our podcast about Skyward Sword, I I think it's possible. Yeah, totally. Um, but like, yeah, I think that could be an easy an easy stopgap for like, hey, we're putting out a we're putting out this and then also this, which I I guess would be kind of weird that they're putting out two like re-releases of old games. Yeah. So maybe they would hold off on Skyward Sword in well, that respect. Then, I mean, they're remaking. Link's Awakening, Link's Awakening. And if it's just like here's Skyward Sword HD or whatever they want to call it and maybe... it's just like prettied up with some retooling like I, yeah. I think it's possible because it would be different than the Link's Awakening that's completely True. remade the real thing is they're going to end with a, a teaser that they're remaking Zelda 2 nice or excuse me they're making Zelda 3 nice the long awaited Zelda 3 the long awaited sequel to Zelda 2 which is again it continues the tradition that is a completely different uh, genre. <laughs> it's, a, it's an actual turn-based RPG. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's pretty much what we think is going to happen at E3. All these predictions are going to be 100% correct, of course, because we are experts in our field. <laughs> oh, man. Um, after we, we watch E3, we're just going to like, well... Nope, 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 nope. You know, as we tend to do. But yeah. it's still fun. But we will we will talk about all the, the happenings that transpired at the Electronics Entertainment Expo next week on the podcast. But for now, let's dive into our, our top story of the evening. It's where you yes. get like a cool news sound. Uh, the Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel Duh. 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 Uh, the sequel oh, to so Trails, Trails of Cold Steel 1, which we did an episode on earlier this year or late last year. One of the two. episode number it was? No clue. Oh. I'm going to look it up, though. I'll say I, I'm doing that now. You're going to beat me to it. I think it was last year. Last year. Last it was either late last year or very early this year. Because I remember I started to, like, at the very beginning of this year and then put it, it was off episode until... episode 108, done January 5th, yep. 2019. There you go. So at the very beginning of this year, our first episode of the year was the was Trails of Cold Steel 1. And now we're back with Trails of Cold Steel 2, which we could have done an episode on at some point way before this. But like I said at the top of the show, I kind of was... Slacking. Slacking a bit on getting around to playing this, even though like I started it first, I think. You did, and I played it during um, MAGFest. Mm-hmm. And then I just like fell off of it because I had other stuff come up, and then uh, I got the opportunity to review it for work. 
So I just, I was like, all right, here's a good time to play this game finally or get back to playing this game. And I did that. And I was just psycho about it and played it like super crazy fast. And you did. Play, Played a lot of it, and I even got like the full notebook data, even like without having the new game plus. I don't know how I did that, but I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, Trails of Cold Steel 2. We will be discussing this in full, so spoilers will be occurring throughout this. Uh, if you want to have a heads up on that, that, that will definitely happen. Um, but yeah. Uh, also, hey, go read my review up on Crunchyroll of this game, the PS4 version specifically, which is what I reviewed. Um, it goes into a spoiler-free-ish detail about the game and what I enjoyed and all that stuff about it. It's a good review. Thanks, buddy. Yay! I appreciate that. Oh, buddy, don't fall down. Oh no! <laughs> I was rubbing his butt and he got too into it and almost fell down. <laughs> Oh, Max. Uh, so this game uh, has come out on a variety of platforms. Mm -hmm. the, it came out on the PS3 and Vita in Japan on September 25th, 2014. Old game. Uh, came to North America on September 6th, 2016, and then Europe on November 11th, 2016. Uh, there was a PC port that came out on Valentine's Day last year, 2018, which is basically what the PS4 version essentially is. And, Romance. And then that PS4 version came to Japan on April 26th, 2018, and then in North America on June 4th, 2019, and then Europe June 7th, 2019 as well. Um, the PS4 version, if you've played the original, the first game on PS4 as well, like the similarities are very striking. Like pretty much all the same stuff that they did for the original game is the same here. You know, there is the added uh, voiceovers. Uh, they they record more lines for it. Uh, the game uh, has been upresed a bit. It still, you know, looks like a, a last generation game, but like they they upresed it here and there to make it look a little bit better. Runs at sixty frames per second, so it's silky smooth to play around in. Um, you get all the DLC at, up front immediately mm -hmm. that you can just like kind of just get into and get all that stuff. It's very nice and convenient. Uh, you can bump up your save from the PS3 and Vita version, obviously as well. <laughs> and then of course, like you can carry over your save from the the other version. Uh, the PS4 version as well, or do all that stuff. So, like, all that cross-save stuff is compatible with this. Of course, you cannot go cross-save back to the PS3 and Vita version because that stuff is not implemented in the PS4 version. So, that's, like, kind of the only one -way detriment. Yeah, it's a one-way street there. Uh, but I think that's pretty much, like, the like the noticeable improvements they did for the 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 PS4 release. Also, you can do... Uh, uh, dual audio language so you have the english and japanese dubs in this which the original version did not have but yeah the uh but also the english dub's good yeah uh but yeah basically if you if you noticed or you played the the ps4 version of trails of cool still one all the stuff they did for that game is pretty much the same stuff they did for this game correct um but of course uh there's also some new stuff here with the sequel they had some new stuff which i guess this would be a good time to talk about spoilers yeah. Because some of the uh the the improvements or additions they made to this game is spoiler centered. Because that's that's just the way it is. Um so there's a new overdrive system, which basically yeah. it builds up throughout battles and stuff like in doing attacks and stuff. So like the little meter in the uh, upper right corner of the battle will keep filling up and then once you activate it, you basically get three turns uninterrupted to where you can attack and you will automatically crit the enemy each time. 
So it kind of helps you in turning the tides of battle if you're in a little bit of a rut and you need to like do a like a rush attack or any type of like those combination attacks that you can do. Um, it's very helpful with that and basically those really help with like when you're linked up with someone. Um, mm-hmm. And then eventually you get like it bumps up to like two overdrive, so you have two in the ba- two in the chamber throughout battle, so it makes it even more strategic in that sort of way. Uh, there's new link abilities that you're able to do because the uh, the link levels go up another uh, an additional level from the first game, and they have different skills attached to them. So like there's like overdrive skills specifically for those. There's like you know rushed attacks and like defending for your um, your link partner or like being able to heal them if you're like a healer character and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so that's all good. There's new S craft attacks that you get throughout the story. Um, of course, everyone starts with one, then they eventually evolve into a different one after the fact, which is like a more powerful version or just like it does something else entirely. So you'll have two at your disposal to choose from. Like, um, like I know Elliot has one where it's like he has one that's like an actual attack and then, and then the other one that's like a heal and debuff and all that sort of stuff. Um, so like there's differences in between like what you want to do and like what kind of strategy you will you you'll implement into that. Um, the the mech fight from the end of the first game is continued on into this game and they've kind of expanded it out a little bit more. Uh, it still follows kind of like that rock paper scissors formula that mm-hmm. the uh, the first game had, but like they basically kind of do a little bit more with it. So like you will be able to utilize a classmate or a party member. Uh, with you as well and they'll get a turn to where like they have their own ability like an attack ability or support ability and then basically you can do that and like they'll help you um heal and do all that sort of stuff so it, it kind of opens up the, the the mech fights a little bit more than what they were in the first game as well I'm trying to think what else is like newish guest characters yeah because i mean there's more party members for sure yeah because you can have like Sarah, and you can have um, Tobal, and you can have Claire, and uh, Sharon. So definitely there are more party members that are available to you because... You get adults. Because it's just the, the way the game is set up narratively. That is the thing. You get an airship? You do get an airship. <laughs> <laughs> you do get an airship. Um, and yeah, that... Again, makes sense narratively because you just need to kind of bounce around throughout a war-torn Erebonia. So you kind of have to go different places and can't just like walk around everywhere. Um, Reen gets a sweet new outfit. He gets some sweet new outfits for everyone. Sweet, sweet jacket type thing. You get to go to uh, Ymir, his his hometown. True. Yeah, there are some new. Uh, there are new environments that open up to you that weren't available in the first game. Um, and you do revisit a lot of the same places that you go to in the first game as well. But like, And you could make an argument like, oh, well, they are just reusing assets, which they, they, they are. They totally are because yeah. like a lot of the cities and stuff kind of remain the same. They, they kind of do touch them up here and there because of just the way the story is going or progressing at the moment. But like... You know, you're you're taking a game that's that takes place in the same world that the first game is. So, like, of a course, a month later. Yeah, and it, it's set a literal month later after the first game. So, like, of course, you're going to be going to like places you already been to, and like, it makes sense in the same way that like going to all the same places you go to in Final Fantasy X-2 makes sense. 
Yeah, it does. So there's there is that as well. There's probably like some... you have to see what the updates are because like a lot's happened and you have to see what's going on. Yeah, exactly. There's there's probably some other stuff that I'm just kind of forgetting off the top of my head, but uh, that's kind of like the the bare bones of like here's what they did to improve upon the actual game itself. Um, but like you said, like this this game immediately kind of starts right back up. It's like a month after everything goes down at the the end of the first game and like you which just, boy howdy does it go down boy howdy does it go down and basically the first act of this game is just like reen trying to figure out what's happened and kind of just assemble the crew again um, find his buddies find his buddies like it, it it is you know the middle chapter of a four game series so like in a sense it reminded me of another middle game in a in a series like like mass effect 2 is kind of has a similar trajectory in it where like you know, you start off and something bad happens and basically you spend a good half of the game just reassembling your old crew and getting some new crew members as well. So, like, it really reminded me a lot of that game, which is the way it was like, all right, well, we got to re-get, we got to get the class all back together again. Got to get all these new people that were helping us out and just gotta try and figure out what's going on. Um, Makes but- sense. Yeah, it, it works really well because, like, you are totally, like, motivated and everything. Just, like, go, like, oh, all right, what what is everyone doing? Like, obviously, like, things went really bad at the end of the first game. Like, what? where's everyone at? What are they doing? Like, are they okay? Like, are we going to be able to get them to come with us? And it, just, it leads to a lot of, like, questions like that, and you'll get a lot of answers from those questions. But it's something that works really well to like kind of set up this game in particular and it gives you a good sense of being able to see exactly like what's happened in the month since the end of the first game like what's changed in this entire country um how different is it going back to some of these older locations and be like what what has changed here like what is what is different how are the people reacting to these changes like how are they feeling like if if armies are like on their doorstep going to war and like are we going to be safe from all this um there's a lot of just really good uh interactions you get and just like questions you get of just like what's how do you come like how do you come to terms and like live in this this war-torn society that you now find yourself in yeah and i mean it's it's got some really great political narratives in there um but also, like, even if you're just talking to the regular people, um, like, you kind of mentioned this, like, they're all trying to figure out what's going on because there's, like, all this faction stuff that you have one faction doing one thing and another faction doing another thing. And some of them are occupying some towns and some are occupying other towns. And people are just, like, terrified of what's going to happen. And, I mean, like, I remember there, there's one like classmate kid that like is one of the ones that um he's not an actual like party member he's just a classmate and like his big concern is that he's like you know i don't know if my parents are okay because they're in this town and this town got hit hard by this thing and i have no idea like to actually get him to join you you have to show him a newspaper to show like this town is okay Mm mm-hmm and, like, that story stuck out to me. Like, the fact that I still remember it when I played it in January says a lot. Yeah, totally. Um, that, like, that's how you get this kid to feel like, okay, yes, I can join your cause. Because you have to show him a newspaper saying, like, his town is okay. Because he, he couldn't get in touch with anybody. And he was worried about his family. And I'm like, oh, buddy. <laughs> so sad. But, yeah, you make mention that, like, there's 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 basically two a lot, like, two 
parties that are involved in this war. Like the Noble Alliance is leading up one faction and the Imperial Army is leading up another faction. Uh, the Noble Alliance kind of like rises up after the fall of after Crow assassinates the Iron and Blood Chancellor. Um, and he and the rest of his crew join up with them and they get a bunch of like ex um whatchamacallits? Ouroboros? Yes. Uh Jaegers. They they get some of the, the old Jaeger crews together and like they kind of like form this like super group essentially, but like they're kind of all loosely associated with each other. And then the Imperial Army is just like, yo, we gotta stop the Civil War from happening. This is bad. <laughs> and that's people like um Elliot's dad. Yeah. Uh and then like some of the like some of the, the people you know from like the school and stuff like that, so um a lot of like the the more army military type people that you met throughout the first game are kind of more hitting up on that side than they are like the noble side. Like uh um, what Neahart or whatever his name yeah. is. Like um, he he's part of the army. But I mean essentially this this game kind of further goes into this idea of class warfare that the first game kind of propagates mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. hints at that's kind of happening behind the scenes, but then like in this game it's full on happening. Yeah. And like it's it is it is a very I know there are dumb <laughs> who will try to argue, of course, that games aren't political, but this is a very political game. <laughs> you cannot it is argue a that. Very political game. Um and like then, you straight up have class warfare as like a overtone narrative in this game. Mm-hmm. But essentially you have these two parties are like heading up the war, and then basically class seven and allies kind of become this third faction that kind of comes in here and there um mostly to help the imperial army every now and then but they try to remain neutral per se which is which is a hard thing to do because you are this very powerful faction that is not really doing trying to butt their nose into all this business but also wants to stop the war itself and you know you also have a mech on your side which is a very powerful asset in a lot of these fights and and the the other factor is that like they keep trying to say like hey we don't want to like choose a side yeah. because we do not want to get involved in this war that much but also it's a bunch of kids and yeah. they the game does a really good job i think of making it well known that like anytime reen has to go up against like the heads of the noble alliance or like has to negotiate these political leanings or political affirmations or anything like that like he is out of his element Oh yeah, he he's is super way out of his element, and like, but he's like eighteen. Of course, like that's that's the key point. Like, he should be out of his element. He should not yeah. be able to waltz in there and be like, "Okay, I know the answer to this, this, and this. I know how to navigate these minefields and figure out the best course of action." Like, no, he's like, I I don't know. I uh. and like, it's you can obviously like this is kind of like it's it's a chosen ones type of story, but like it doesn't go into like the same types of tropes that like this this type of story usually goes into where like the, the chosen one is able to kind of fix everything, fix everything, knows how to fix everything. And they make super they, they, genius about they, these kinds of stuff. Yeah. They do a good job of, of showing that like Reen gets into like, he gets went in over his head a little, like a little too often. And at times it's like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Um, you know, we were already talking about 10, two earlier. Um, yes. but he really should have employed the line that Shinra uses. I'm just a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever he doesn't know what's going on, be like, I'm, I'm just a kid. kid. Um, but legit, like they show because 
uh, that is something that happens a lot in JRPGs that you have like the chosen one trope and they can just fix whatever because like miraculously they know how to do everything. And this game is really good at showing that these kids can't do everything. They don't know what to do. And you're right. Like, that's one thing that's really great about this is that, yeah, Reen is kind of the chosen one and he can do a lot of stuff, but he can't do everything. And he gets over his head and he like messes up. Yeah. I think if like, if this wasn't a game that was like four different or like four games in a series, like if it was just yeah. a singular game, you would fall into that trope. Yeah. I think so. But having like the way that like, they've expanded out the story and make made it a long form story, like they have, room. they have room to be able to do things like this. And I think it really, really works. And like it even kind of ties into like some of your other classmates who like you find them and then are like, yeah, I have to go. Like, I can't be here with you guys because of this thing I did. And then everyone's like, nah, you're good. <laughs> you're good, um, dog. My favorite is that when you meet um, Yusis again, he's like, I can't do this. I'm a bad person. I can't be with you guys. And Reen's like, race me, man. And then if I if I win, then you're coming with us whether you want to or not. It's like, Reen, what are you talking about? Look, when you become his friend, you are his friend for life. Ride or die. He but is the epitome of ride or die. He's like, race me. Race me. I have a motorcycle. You have a horse. I'm going to win, but that means you still have to race. It's just so funny that, like, that's his solution. It's like, all right, you don't want to join us? Let's go. And I think that, that I think that applies mostly to, like, the relationship that Reen has with Crow throughout this entire game. Because you would expect, mm -hmm. going into this game, that, like, Reen's primary mission would be like, all right, I'm going to go just beat the crap out of Crow. Defeat Crow. That's my main goal. But really, instead, it's more just like, Hey, get I want to get him back on Mars side. Like I I want him to I want to know exactly why he did what he did and also bring him back over to us because like and he's our friend. And graduate and things like that. Yeah, like, like he he consistently throughout the game is like I'm going to bring Crow back. He's going to be part of class 7 again. He's going to graduate. He's going to be our like this is how it's going to work and it's less of a revenge story than it is a like, like a rescue mission. Yeah. And that's awesome. It's, an, it's very surprising. Like, it was not something I was expecting going into this. Like, I was, you know, like, I was expecting, like, just the typical revenge tale. Like, oh, this guy outsmarted me and did this bad thing. Now I have to get revenge. And then it's like, no, that's that's not at all what Reen wants to do. He's like, he wants to, he wants to help this guy that, you know, he's been friends with. And he thinks, like, isn't necessarily this bad, evil terrorist dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he says, like, multiple times in it, like, was all of that fake? I don't think it was. I don't think it was fake at all. I felt like we were really friends. And, like, he he is so determined to get Crow back. And it's it's actually really admirable yeah. that, that he doesn't go that route of revenge. And it, it's interesting as a foil against Crow as a person. Because Reen, when he is wronged, he's like, okay, well you are still my friend and we have to figure out what's going on and get you back. Whereas Crow, when he was wrong, decided, okay, well, revenge time, time to start a terrorist organization and murder somebody. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's interesting because they, they're compared a lot um, since they're both awakeners and like, even on the box start for the version I just got, like one side is Reen and one side is Crow. And um, it reminds me a lot of the, um, 
like the narrative with um like the characters in Persona 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and um Adachi. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of that because there's the same kind of thing of like we are so similar but this is how one little thing can make you act completely different. Mm-hmm. And even like on Krosa, like it's not like he hates Reen or anything. Like he has to do oh, no. he has to do his things because like that's part of the group he's with. And like anytime they fight or anything, he's like, Yeah, you know, you could beat me if you did this, this, and this. Let me tell you exactly what you should do to fight me. <laughs> like yeah, he's always and- giving like these little hints to him, like, hey, you could do this and it would make you better. And he's even just like he respects him and you can tell that he respects him. Like mm-hmm. they're always talking as if they're still friends, which they are. Um, but they're on opposite sides and like it's a really interesting like villain dynamic because it's not something that you see often that like you have this this kind of like bro relationship with with, with the villain. Yeah. Um, but he does. He's like, Oh man, you know, you're you're doing great. Um, you know, if you, you did this, you'd be even better. But, you know, I've been doing this for like three years, so I got a little like, up on you, but it's you essentially know, good job, buddy. It's essentially the thing Persona Five wanted to do, but squandered. But this does yeah. it in a in a better light, and also, again, we will be talking about it a few months, a few weeks from from now. We'll also have done it better, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a very um, surprising thing. Not something I would have ever expected to talk about. Same. But yeah. Um, um, there was something else I was gonna say about Crow and Reen. Oh, Reen does say, "Don't ship them." <laughs> he does. He, he, don't ship he, me with my my friends please he, he, he does say that he's like um you know guys who are straight don't like it when you do that with their guy friends right like don't do that please <laughs> um which is funny <laughs> um but there was something i was gonna say about it i don't remember what it was um i i hope i don't remember exactly because it's been a while since i played it but um one of my favorite things is when reen makes like references to the bank of reen and how he has like the high yeah. interest rates <laughs> like it's hilarious how reen is just a dork but i think you could also like you could also discuss like there's also di- like a interesting villain dynamic between reen and like the other kind of semi-main villains that he goes up against like some of the other members of Ouroboros, some of the other members of crow's group some of the the jaegers that fee was used to roll around with like they're all like like there's a there is a part after the first act where Reen goes up on the the airship of the the Noble Alliance and like ah that's what I was gonna talk about was that yeah. airship um and like really fascinating basically he's he's surrounded by all like the bad guys essentially and there's a point in time where you basically get control and you get to go around and talk to everyone and everyone is just very cordial with him mm-hmm. like there's a few people that are just like stories yeah there's a few people who are like a little like reluctant just because of like just the way their characters are or anything but like and some of them you just don't really know yet. But like for the the one the characters that you do know, like they're all just like, hey, let's let's, let's sit and chat. We don't really get a chance to do this. Like, well, let's just talk. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting and refreshing to see a take like that because usually you don't really ever see this kind of dynamic between protagonists and antagonists in that kind of way. It's just like, oh, we have to fight and do all this. Blah, blah, blah. It's not like let's discuss our differences and figure out exactly what we're what are we fighting for. Yeah, I mean, it's not, like, villainy 24-7, which is pretty great. Um, and it makes them a little bit 
more nuanced and less like one note villains because you go up there and they're like, so you have a choice, buddy. And like, this is why I made the decision that I made. I can't make the decision for you, but like Mm -hmm. now, you know, some of my motivations and why I'm doing this. Um, And they all generally give you some kind of idea of like why they're on the side that they're on. And it's really interesting. Like, you get a lot more depth to these villain characters than you usually do in games. Because, like, they're not afraid to sit down with this, like, 18-year-old kid and be like, yo, bro, this is this is what happened. This is my story. But also, like, you know, right now, we're fine. If you go down back where you were, then, like, we're, we're going to fight again, and that's just how it is. But, like, right now, we're just going to talk. Yeah. We're going to have fish sandwiches. <laughs> And like you know, these are all characters you've already fought before. Most most of them you've already fought before. So like, it's just it's an interesting dynamic that like they just throw out there. Like, what we just chat? Yeah, because usually whenever you see like reoccurring fights with villains and things like that, then it's like every time you see them, like, all right, let's go, let's fight. Mm-hmm. But like these in this scene, there's like, all right, yeah, like Reen's here. He's he's not like a prisoner or anything. He's just here, and he just is gonna talk to us and see what we're what we're gonna what we're doing here. Yeah, and it's like especially interesting when you like you talk to the other two members of Crow's group and they're like, "Our revenge is done now. Like we don't really know what we're doing anymore. Like we're here just because you know we got the opportunity to join up, but like outside of that, like we don't we're just kind of here to fight because that's what we do." But other than that, like, our heart's not really into it because, like, our revenge tale it's is done. done. And that's V and S, right? Yeah. Um, which, even then, like, S, we learned, her name is Scarlet, but um, we learned that she's, like, crazy, like, battle nun type thing. Yeah, there's this weird, like, ch- church that, like, just trains people to fight, which is, like, what? It's wild. Um... I've seen a spoiler about a character that you would not expect who is also part of like this battle church. Oh boy. Um, and I saw, I saw the spoiler about who this person is. And I'm like, what? But it makes so much sense once you know it because of certain scenes that happen in the game that I was like, Oh, that's all. (laughs) Um, I have to tell you later. If you want a spoiler, that's fine. I could I could tell you now if you want a spoiler, but well, let's let's not let's not do it on the air just because if if it's a spoiler for a future game. Oh, it's not a spoiler for a future game. It's it's um you find it out if you do a new game plus in this version of the game. Oh. Um. There's a a. Is it in extra... the black documents or something? Yeah. They are. I heard about those. Do you know who it is? I don't know who it is, but I know those were a thing in this game. Yeah, if you read through those, there's an extra scene that you get with a character and they reveal who they are. Okay. And it's it's fascinating because I would not expect it based on this person's personality. But then, like, once once I knew it and was thinking about it, I'm like, that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're free to reveal it if you want. Because if it's in this game, sure, we can... We can do that. So, um, you know the goof teacher? The, uh, like, the, the teacher that's, like, the history teacher with the weird glasses and everything? Is he? <laughs> he is. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. 
There's definitely um, scenes at the in the end of the game where they reveal like uh-huh. they talk about how this dude has like way more like fighting prowess and power than he lets on. He's one of Okay, so there's two aspects of this. He's one of the the like battle church people. Mm-hmm. His What is that? The train. Oh, his um <laughs> I don't want to say understudy. That's not the right word. His like apprentice? Sure. Is um Reen's classmate who works at the church in Trista. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. She's also training to be one. That's amazing. Isn't that fantastic? It's really good. But it makes so much sense once you know it because, like, they talk about it in the first game, like, oh, wow, how'd you get so good with that staff? And he's like, oh, you know, you just pick things up. <laughs> and then, like, the second one, they're like, I don't know, man, you're way better at that than you should be. It's like, ah. Like, I remember specifically someone's like, hey, shouldn't you do, like, you should be unleashing, like, your actual power now. Like, you don't need to be holding things back now. (laughs) He's just like, oh. No, you. It's so wild. Like, apparently this is just an entire made-up persona that he made to, like, hide who he is. Yeah, like, that makes sense considering, like, the way they talk about that. They very briefly talk about that, like that battle church stuff, and like it's kind of like hush hush, uh-huh. in the way it's like it's essentially a secret society type thing. So like, yeah, that that makes perfect sense. It's the teacher, <laughs> the crazy history teacher. Yep. I was like, you know what? It would be the history teacher. It would be. Anyway, I was so stoked when I found this out. Um, I I ended up um, finding it out via like the wiki. Right. And I wasn't even looking him up. I was looking up the nun girl. And it looked like, oh, oh, in the trivia, he is the apprentice. And I'm like, what? She's a what? (laughs) So then I ended up down the rabbit hole. Anyway, spoilers. The crazy history teacher is actually a a battle priest. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yay! Um, so I'm looking forward to finding that, finding that scene when I do my new game plus where I'm like insanely broken already. <laughs> um, I don't know what we were talking about. I don't know. We were talking about this, the dynamics of villains and stuff. Oh, right, right, right. But yeah. So yeah, you have that inter- intermission and then basically Rain's like, nah, dog, I don't want to join the Noble Alliance. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking my mech and going home. Um, and then the second act is basically you get the airship and everything and you just kind of start cruising around everywhere fixing fixing problems here and there that the prince is like hey why don't you do this uh, Reen baby you just want to hear my voice <laughs> I love the prince so you get a small much. captain and it's not just because it's voiced by Matt Mercer but like <laughs> I love that prince also Toa is great Laura's dad's like, hey, you want to be the captain of the ship? Well, here you go. Here's a hat. <laughs> Later. <laughs> I got to go Laura, do stuff. Laura's dad is one of the funniest characters. Like, he's just so weird. He's like, you know what? You're the captain now. I'm going to go do these wild things over here. Like, he's calm a, down, Laura's He's dad. this head of, like, this noble family and just, like, just go, disappears off into a ship for, like, three months and then shows back up and is like, hey, what's up, guys? Anyways, here, you guys, you want a ship? Fine, I don't care. I gotta go do some other stuff later. And the whole time, like their teachers, like, oh, that's my dream, man. <laughs> well, she says that about every like old man they've run across. It's true. 
and then everyone dunks on her yeah and i mean he's not even old like he's probably what like 10 15 years older than her yeah probably yeah but i mean that's still relatively old like if if this person was in high school when you were an infant they're too old for you (laughs) that's just how it goes uh, so yeah, like the second act is essentially a lot of just going around helping people and then also kind of seeing like how the war is progressing, helping out here and there. And then just like you think you're doing well and then things start going real bad. Oh yeah, they go real bad. Like one of the cities gets completely obliterated and you're just like, dude, what the f***? Yeah. What the f***? Yeah. Like everyone gets super p- like, all right, we're going to f*** these motherfuckers up. I mean, it's fair. It's very fair. Uh, and then essentially, um, we start seeing like what Ouroboros' plan was because like a big tree just starts just sprouts up and crossbell all of a sudden and then disappears at one point. And everyone's like, "That's real weird." Anyways, mm-hmm. what was that about? And then, like, some magic stuff happens here. Yeah, I guess we should mention that, like, um, Opera Lady is, like, a a big deal in this game. She's a witch. She is a witch. And she is doing a lot of shenanigans in the background. That's her name, shenanigans in the background. That's my new band name. (laughs) You want to join? Yes. Cool. Uh, but yeah, she does do her shenanigans, and it, it's it's her using her little magical abilities and her birdo to be like, "Hey, dudes, I'm gonna spy on you. What up? Sub kids. <laughs> I got a bird. What you got? Oh, right, you have a mech. Never you have a, mind. You have a cat. You have a cat. You get. Yeah, which yeah, the cat at this point just stops pretending that she's even a cat. She's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll t- chat you up all the time. She's just like that with everyone now, and yep. everyone just accepts it. Those like, all right, all right cool, cool. cat talking, I guess. Fine. All right. Um. But yeah, like Act Two leads you eventually to like, eventually finding out like where Reen's sister and the the royal family gets gets hit up and like all that sort of stuff and you have to go find them and then eventually that leads you to the finale where the entire like royal castle whatever just gets turned into like this weird demonic house it was the craziest demon castle ever but before that you have to get a super weapon for for your robot you do you make a you make a rope you have to get like you have to find all this ore that's in like these weird shrines that the shrines are essentially kind of become what the old schoolhouse was in the first game where it's like here's this like yep. other dungeon that you go do and fight some stuff and basically with this you have to go find all this ore that's hidden deep within these shrines and like it's this real ancient like material that like I, they they mentioned like that that was what was used to make the mechs essentially i think yeah so yeah you have to find that and make a new like weapon out of that because one of the first fights you have against Crow, Crow is like, yeah, you should get like a weapon that's more suited to like what you actually use in fights in combat because that would help you in these mech fights, and yeah, then that kind of becomes a big thing for for the crew. Where it's like, okay, we should probably do that. <laughs> Rain just like steals swords off of mechs that he beats, and then like he uses more of like an Eastern style like 
katana type long sword. Yeah, and this is just like a sword sword. Yeah, so he's like, you know what? He's right. Let's do this. And one thing that's really cool about these shrines is that as you get to like the deeper part of them, you get like this vocal remix version of the the like castle theme from the first game, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was exciting. Um, which I'm hoping that it's on this soundtrack. We'll find out um, after this podcast. <laughs> Um, before you get to like all of the end stuff though, like they the class seven comes up with their own their own um mission for themselves. Yes. And that is to retake Thor's. Yes, they are going to retake the Academy. Yes, because the Academy obviously got taken over um when the war happened. So like they have been they haven't been able to go back or anything and all their classmates and all the people who go to the score have been locked out. So like they're like, Hey, this is kind of our home. We want to go get it back. And like that's outside of everyone else that's happening in the war. So like they eventually do that and, and go take it back. They are initially stopped by this like new Alliance. That's like heading up the, the school, which is like a bunch of like the noble students and like Patrick's the one who's like leading it up. He's like, all right, we're going to fight. And Reen's like, okay, sure. I guess. Um, but it's not like a terrible thing. Like they're like, they're not like, Oh, we're, we're in with the noble Alliance and taking, and we've, we've got the school. It's just more like, yeah, we're just kind of keeping it down so like no one thinks anything's out of the ordinary. And like once you beat Patrick and everyone, he's like, "All right, cool. You guys, you want school? It's fine." And it's funny because his butler is like, "Yeah, he's been so worried about you guys." And he's <laughs> like, "No, I wasn't. Wasn't worried. God." But yeah, you eventually you, you retake the school, retake the school, and everything, and the city is like kind of back to normal, and that kind of becomes your new base of operations for a little bit, and then you kind of go into what you think is the end game. Yeah, um, which is Demon Castle. Yes. For the record, this dungeon looks rad as hell. It is. It's very. It it, it feels it's like metal. a final dungeon. It's very metal. Um, you kind of you you have to go through it and traverse it all. Um, you have to use Valamir to to break through eventually because like there's a big magical seal on the castle and then you break through and he's like, yeah, we're we're good. I I kind of need to rest for a bit. I'll meet you up at the final. I'll meet you up at the top when you have to fight Crow. Yep. I'll be good by then. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, as you're like traversing through this, you run into like the the whole host of villains. But then like you get you get a little help from your friends. Yeah. It, as you go along. it really does. It feels like this is the final confrontation you're going through because you because it's it's a long dungeon and it, it's a long dungeon because you like you have to go through this cavalcade of villains to get mm-hmm. to the the final the top and all the the encounters that you have to deal with up there. So like. You go through uh, Fee's old Jaeger buddies. Uh, you go through McBurn and his weird <laughs> lady friend. Um, <laughs> McBurn. We didn't even talk God, about the McBurn. fact that there's a character named McBurn, McBurn with like unicorn hair. <laughs> and he's just like, he's the most disinterested person who wants care. to fight. He does not care. He is the Orange Cassidy of this game, which that's a reference like only a few people are going to get. Um, yeah, I don't get it. He, Orange Cassidy is a wrestler who doesn't want to wrestle. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, his that's gimmick. McGurn. Yeah, um, there's a few other people you fight as well. I forget. Um, but yeah, like eventually, like you'll you'll get to a point where they're like, "Aha! Here's my true form." And then like here's a bunch of your buddies will show up and like, "Yo, what's up, dog? <laughs> we'll we'll hold them off for you." And they're like, "No, no." Like McBurn has to fight Laura's dad, and McBurn's like, "I'm going to beat the crap out of you." And Laura's dad's like, "Not nah, dog. <laughs> I want to <laughs> see you try. I, I want to see you try." <laughs> um, so that was great. Uh, um. And I do like that, uh, like the Jaeger, Jaeger dads were like, take care of Fee for us. Yep. 
there's a great part when like you go talk to them on the ship and they're like are you trying are you making a move on fee are you making a move on her listen if you're making a move on her we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk <laughs> they are the jaeger they're dads. really just protective dads yeah. Uh, they also leave leave her with a with an, a bit of information where like they are there's people that used to be in their Jaeger group that are trying to revive her old boss. Yep. Which is an interesting thing. Who was also a father figure for her. Yes. Um, eventually you get to the top where at the top the uh, the Duke who is kind of running the whole Noble Alliance. Duke her, of Cayenne. Yes, he's he has the 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 little prince. Who is the twin of um... the princess. Yes, who is obsessed with boys' love. Yes. Uh, and he's, like, basically forcibly trying to throw this kid into a mech. Yeah, he's trying to force him to become an Awakener. And Crow and Bird Lady are just, like, up there as well, like, yep, we're here. Don't know if yep. this is part of the agreement, but yep, we're just chilling here. That's it. Uh, eventually you get to the top and everything, and then you have to fight uh, Crow, one-on-one. -on -one. Mech. Mech-on-mech -mech action. Whoa! It's true. Uh, you beat Crow finally. Um, he's like, "Oh man, good job, buddy. I'm proud of you." <laughs> uh, he legit is. Yeah, he really is. I don't. You don't have to fight Vita here, do you? Mm -mm. Okay, and then I think after that, the Duke's like, "You guys suck. I'm gonna throw this kid in this mech. All right, later." <laughs> <laughs> so he throws the kid in the mech. Uh, which the kid, the kid had already had like the the kind of like awakening thing happened to him previously in a, like a cutscene so I was automatically like oh he's gonna get in he's he's gonna get in the mech yeah you you texted me and you're like the kid's an awakener isn't he and I was like <laughs> so he's forcibly thrown into this mech that's like they basically laid out I was like it's an evil mech but basically like in the Chomp. in the original uh war that happened however many years ago like it was one that brought a bunch of like destruction and everything to the country and everything so it got this like reputation and everything, but uh, you have to fight the mech, and it's an interesting fight because like you don't fight it mech on mech. At first, you fight it as like individually, mm -hmm. as like a party. So there is that, um, and then and then at the end, you fight it as mech, but you get to team up with Crow and do dual Double mech fights, mech. and it's awesome. It's pretty cool. That was very hype. I was very excited for that. Um, you defeat the mech, the the kid pops out, and then the Duke's like, ah! And you're like, yay, we defeated it, we stopped everything, yay! And then everything just goes to sh Everything goes to sh And then, if this was the actual ending, this would be, be a, the great cliffhanger ending that leads you into the third game, and you're just like, what the f***? How, what is going to happen next time? Uh, but that yeah. doesn't happen, we'll, we'll get to that here in a little bit. Um... So basically everything happens, and then Rufus, uh, Eustace's brother, shows up, who's obviously another key component in the Noble Alliance, and is basically like, yeah, you're kind of f we're gonna we're arrest I'm arresting the Duke. And everyone's like, what? What? Your guys are like kind of cohorts together. What are you doing? Like, what are you talking about? Uh, uh, also as well, during the, the fight with the, the Big Mac, the Red Mac, uh, Crow takes a, a hit, and everyone's mm -hmm. like, oh, he's fine. He's like, oh, I'm good. Oh, it's kind of hurts, but I'm good. Uh, we'll remember that for later on. It's important. It is important. I believe Rufus also, like, Vita's like, what are you doing? And, and like, he, he chops up her bird. And everyone's like, yeah. what is going on? And yeah. then this guy shows up. 
a man thought to be dead. Mm-hmm. A man who was shot in the heart and Crow was to blame. Mm-hmm. He gave he love gave a bad love name. A bad name. <laughs> uh, the Iron and Blood Chancellor just rolls up and is like, sup, motherfucker. I'm not dead. You thought I was dead. Crow's like, what? Like, I, was- I totally murdered you. That I want my, you like, die. Purpose. <laughs> He's like, "What's up? I'm taking over things here. We're gonna arrest the the duke. We're gonna make it into the war." By the way, Crow's dying over there. Doesn't matter. Who gives a shit about him? Um. Although, oh, by the way, hey, Reen. Uh, congratulations. You are now gonna be the hero of this war. Good job on playing up your part, my son. My son. You're just like, what the. F- like everything just goes to right here because like we find out like Osborne's alive, Osborne's Reen's dad, Crow's dying. Um, Rufus has been working with Osborne this whole time. Also, he's like the highest ranking of the like Iron Bloods. Mm-hmm. He's a secret and, Iron Blood. Yeah, and he's been like working with him the whole time, which means that he's not like an Alabrea, right? No, he's he's not. And it's like, what is happening? <laughs> because they were always like to, to use this because they're like, you're not a full Albrea. You have a commoner mom. And then it's like, then oh, like, by the way. <laughs> Rufus, this is not even one at all. It's like, here's reveal after reveal after reveal after reveal. It's like stack, 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 stack. And then Crow it, dies as well. Yeah, Crow just dies. He just, dies in like, in Reen's arms. It's just like, everyone's super, super sad. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's a very sad and, end, yeah. And also, he's like, you know, it's ironic that I died being, like, stabbed through the heart when I, like, tried to shoot that <laughs> just standing over there and alive now. Sorry about maybe trying to murder your dad, I guess. Didn't know. My bad. Didn't know it was your dad. Hey, and guess what? Like, me either. <laughs> Rain's like, to be fair, I didn't know he was my dad either. Man. It's crazy. It, it really is. And, like... And then that's basically how the finale chapter ends, and you're just like, what the f***? Which, by the way, this chapter is called Finale. It's called Finale, but there's also two chapters after it. Yeah. It's such a good, like, if it had ended right here, it would have been amazing. I would have been like, what just happened? And, like, so stoked. And... I will say I still think this is like a phenomenal game. Totally, totally. Like it, there is Lord, it does not end. It really does not know how to end. Um that's that's basically the one kind of detriment to this game is that like it just it has this really good ending and then it keeps going for another like 6 hours. Yeah, I just don't use the fact that it had this really good ending. Like that was such a good ending. There mm-hmm. was so much wild shit going on there and you're like hit after hit after hit after hit of just like twists that I didn't see coming. It's really good. At all. I didn't know yeah. that Rufus was an iron blood. I didn't know Osborne was still alive. I didn't I, know Crow was going to die. I kind of knew Osborne was still alive or at least he was going to come back at some point because that got kind of spoiled for me but like I didn't know anything like about Rufus or like the, the true identity of Osborne and Reen's relationship or Crow dying or anything like that. I got Crow dying a little bit spoiled for me like I I didn't know that he would like die die and even that's in the question with stuff we have seen with other games in this series right so I'm like what is happening like so we've been theorizing like do they have a method of bringing people back um because Osborne is alive and then like 
other things potentially happen with Crow, but and they and they obviously make mention of the fact that like, hey, Fee's old bosses is, is potentially coming back. Yeah, so like, mm, interesting, but yeah, it's wild. This was such a good ending, and then yeah, they kept going. They kept going. Uh, so you fast forward a few months into the future. Uh, Reen is now just a military dude. Yep. He is taking missions as a part of the army now. Uh, as the army has now moved into Crossbell, they are basically taking it over, making it a part of Erebonia. He's and just kind of like being he, yeah. the enforcer with his uh, with Valimar. Yeah, they, he he he's is the war hero. Yeah, he's the war hero. They basically go full propaganda on that. Uh, Rufus now is like the mayor of Crossbell. Like he takes it over, is now leading it, and then you are introduced to new characters. Which they do say with Rufus, um, like Rufus is really adamant still about the like class division when he's taking over Crossbell. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, but anyway. Can- but yeah, you take over, they introduce a bunch of new characters, which technically aren't new characters to the series. They are new characters to people who are playing this uh, not in Japanese, because mm-hmm. uh, the games that these characters come from were never released outside of Japan. Well, they were, I think they were released in China, but like outside of Asian regions, they were never released. So it becomes kind of confusing. It's pretty confusing. Because they, they introduce these new characters um, and they are characters from the, the, the Trails Crossbell games that were put out on the PSP. Um, so people who play this game, these games in Japan would know who these characters are. Be like, oh, cool. These characters. They're back. They're back. Um, and they are they're they're kind of like the connecting ties, I guess, from the Trails in the Sky series to this, to the Trails of Cold Steel series. Essentially, they're kind of like the bridge between those two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like they make references to a lot of stuff that happened in those games that I have no idea about, and nope. just characters in those games that I have no idea about. Because like one of the unfortunate things about this chapter is that the game doesn't do a good job of explaining who these characters are. And nope. It is basically it's a problem only for people who are playing this outside of Japan. So it, I think it would have been difficult to like really just like, all right, you just had this big emotional dump of like the finale chapter. Let's give you a big text info dump of who these characters actually are. Like that would not play well. You would just be like, oh, I don't want to read all this. Like, why? What's the point? And I don't know really know if there's a good way to really give you that. All right, here's who these characters are because you have not probably unless you've looked into the series or tried to play a fan translation or whatever like you don't know who these characters are yeah so i don't no know idea. if there's like there's a good way to really onboard english speaking players or non-japanese speaking players to really get a grip of who these people are in a way that would make sense narratively or anything like that but um you play as these new characters who are going through this factory and crossbell and trying to get like this um or disable this program that's like going to like get all this information about people like privacy issues and all that sort of stuff um and at the end you have to fight against reen and the uh the the girl who has the machine like milliam i forget her name the bunny girl the bunny which girl is a character in three yes uh which is interesting because like you're fighting against reen yeah and and to this point like you see you don't really get to see a lot of rain like you see him like he's fighting with the army now and doing all this stuff and he seems kind of reluctant but also he's very cold yep and i was like i was fighting i was like man reed why did you turn to a all of a sudden what's going on <laughs> um but you get a better explanation in the in the chapter afterwards basically uh you fight rain and 
the fight kind of just ends and you get the information and kind of just go. You kind of just leave. Bye. And, and Reince is like, yep, the the mission failed, whatever. Um, And then that leads into like the actual final chapter where Green goes back to Thor's and kind of goes back to class for a little bit where he's like, I, I got to go. I got to take another year because I've been gone for a while. <laughs> Whoops. Um, And like uh, Claire meets him at like the train station and he's just like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to deal with any of this. Like, off. Because he's he realizes now that like he's been basically manipulated into becoming like this propaganda tool for the the government and everything and just being used because he has this great power. Um, and she lied to him. And she did lie to him, yeah. Uh, and he's just like, off, I'm going to go see my friends. <laughs> also mourning the fact that, like, one of his friends died. Yep. Kind of a big deal. So basically you go back to class and everyone's just kind of like, yeah, we're getting ready to graduate. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. kind of sad and happy that he's back and everything. But, yeah, you get more of, like, an inside track of, like, how, like, he's feeling post the, the war ending and everything and just being like, this sucks. Like, I'm kind of just doing this because I can, but, like, ah, this sucks. Uh, and basically, you get, like, to talk to everyone, kind of. It's, it's, essentially, this final chapter is just, like, the last hurrah of Class 7, which I understand why you would probably include this as, like, fan service, but also, at the same time, you had a really good ending. You had a really good ending. And you didn't end. really need to do this. Um, and then you have a final dungeon that takes place in the old schoolhouse that really is just meaningless. It's pointless, and it's annoying. It's not, like... A well-made dungeon. No, it's not. It doesn't have a point. Uh, you get to use like other characters, which is kind of interesting. Like you can use Vita. Yeah, like you can buy them and use their abilities and stuff. But like it, the the gimmick of this castle or this this dungeon is that like it's kind of like it's a randomly generated castle every time. So like each time you go in, you'll you'll face you'll go into like four different sections that have like are based on an element, and those floors will be different every time. Yeah. And then eventually you go up. And fight the the final final boss, which is like a retake on a, a boss you fought in the first game, essentially. And like narratively, they kind of try and tie it in, but they really don't do a good job. And it's just like, yeah, we're here just because we needed a boss, I guess, and another dungeon. Yeah, it 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 was. They had a perfect ending, and then they did this. Yeah. Uh, and then once you do that dungeon and everything, and you're like, yay, that's done. Thank God. Uh, the ending is basically just class seven going all their own separate ways. Yep. And basically having this feeling of like, well, it's, things aren't necessarily uh, done, done. Well, I guess I should say like going into the way the, the way these last two chapters end, like it kind of felt like this was an ending they make because they're not sure if they're going to make another game in the series. Yeah. And then once you fi- you like, once you finish up the credits, it's like, Thanks for playing Trails of Cold Steel 2, but the story of Erebonia is not over yet. Yeah. Which very much means, hey, we're making a third game. And it's like, what? That makes us even more confusing. It's very, very weird. And, like, we say this, like, this game is still phenomenal. It just didn't stick the landing. No. Um, But, like, I'd still give it, like, a 9 out of 10. It's still, like, you could, you can't do, like, much worse in this game. Yes. Like it's like I said, it, it's like I've said in like my review and stuff like this. Like it's this Trails of Cold Steel is still like the best new JRPG series that's out there for like this generation or the last generation. Like you can you it's it's hard to do no wrong with this here. Like like the ending of this game just keeps going and going, and like 
if that's the only like kind of bad thing you have to say about this game, like I, it's not to say like, Hey, this is a bad game. Like it's still a really freaking good game. It's so good. Yeah. Like I, I still think about like that whole scene at the end of the castle and mm-hmm. like so much was cool <laughs> happening there. I remember you just being like waiting for me to get there. And like, once oh. I got there, you were just like, there it is. I was like, what the f- I was waiting for months, months, literal months waiting for you to get there so I could like screech to somebody about this because I was like, ah, I need to talk to someone. <laughs> I'm going to explode. And now I don't have to explode because I've talked to somebody about it. Well, and now, you, now you have to wait for the third game. Ah! Fall. This fall. Yep. Uh, which is which is a good thing. Like you know, we're not like the people who have played this game in the past. Like who played the first two games and been like, all right, well, let's wait for the third game. I guess maybe he'll come out over here someday. Maybe. But yeah, which- it, it is it is confirmed. We're getting a fall release date. Uh, they haven't gotten super spe- specific with it yet, but like it is coming out this fall. Uh, Trails of Cold Steel three. So we will get the continuation of this franchise. And Rain's then, like a teacher now, and he's Rain's just like a, a bunch of children. He's got his own kids now. Yeah. Um, and then I would assume if they're putting out this game, they will put out Trails of Cold, Cold Steel Four, the end of Saga, at some point as well, which that came out last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm very much on board of just like can't wait to see what happens next in this franchise or I'm series. So hype. Um, especially like like you said, like it's this is kind of like almost a soft reboot. Yeah. Where it's like, here's a bunch of new characters you're getting, but yes, I cannot wait for Reen's uh, hashtag f- the government, f- the f- all these uh, noble families. Oh, I'm ready for campaign it. Campaign to 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 kick off in Trails of Cold Steel three. I'm ready for this. It's gonna be so good. Fight the power, Reen. Also, just be a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Be this teacher who's like 20 years old. (laughs) Yeah, he's like 20. Because this only takes place like a year and a half after this game, I think, or something like that. Yeah, he's still a baby. He's still an infant. They're like, hey, you want to be a teacher at Thor's? He's like, yeah. (laughs) But it's a branch Thor's. Yeah. Um, And also, he has a little bunny girl in his class. He's like, hey, we work together. I'm adopting you. You're in my class now. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. I'm excited about it. I am. I am very excited for it as well. Uh, this game's so, great. So we'll talk about that later this year, most likely. <sighs> Ralph, buddy. Thank you. Big yawn. Big yawn. Uh, so yeah, that is that's Trails of Cold Steel too. Unless you have anything else you want to talk about with it. Um. Big um. No, I think I'm good. All right. I can't think of anything. It's great. It's a great game. It's a it's a great game. Uh. Like we said, you can get both games now on the PS4, so it's a great way to get your your feet wet with this series if you haven't played them before on the PS3, Vita, or the PC. Um, and obviously, I'm assuming save data will somehow tr- carry over into Trails of Cold Steel 3 with something, yeah. uh, with the way the series has been. So yeah, it's, it's a. there's never been a better time to play these games. I agree. Also, you get the snowboard... You do get and a snowboard. You get, to, you get to ride on the motorcycle that you can color in different ways. But 
like don't put the girls faces on it it's kind of <laughs> creepy i realized that like i bought them like hey this is fun then i saw their faces on it i'm like never mind thanks i hate it also i'm still sure that like one of the snowboards has the love life font but it's in english instead of japanese nice fairly sure that's awesome but yeah uh definitely pick up these two games it good they're very very good mm-hmm. um so yeah that's gonna that's gonna do it for us so for our long podcast this week yep i'm gonna go nap you are hopefully Ho- i won't <laughs> uh so if you'd like more from us go to seasonlymycheckup.com or sac.cool for past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like season my checkup and jared and i'll watch and you can also find columns and reviews on the site as well if you'd like more from anladium go to anladium.com she's got columns and reviews uh, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup, and you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SACOVA. Next week, we'll be discussing all the ins and outs of the E3. Yay! All those new hot game announcements, all those new hot hardware announcements, most likely. How wrong we were. How wrong we were. How excited we are about the quiet man. Duh. Man, I, my body is ready. Your body is indeed. <laughs> He's not there anymore, so you don't you don't get to have your body be ready. I can still say it. Can we can we make the the quiet man too French? So it's it's is the quiet man do do le boulanger ne um, the new baker. I'll say if if you if you have do then it sounds like dough, and it's perfect genius mom's dead parkour mom's dead parkour <laughs> so uh join us next week as we uh, reminisce about what we expect to see from the quiet man 2 yes <laughs> <laughs>